What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pulse on the Market. We're going to jump right into it because today was was a good day for the market, for, for investing in general. And just to start off with a couple numbers, the Dow was up 0.9%, 0.97 at 38519 The Nasdaq up one2 and it's currently trading at 17,344. The S&P up 1.25% at 4,906 dollars, and the the root, the the small index, is at 1.39% at 1,974. And so it it seems uh, what I what I speculate of what happened was yesterday with the Fed rate cuts, right, uh, there was a lot of disapproval of the rate cuts. Everyone was expecting at least a hint at a future date. But the Red came out, or the Fed came out and said that we will not be expecting a rate cut until inflation falls. But inflation has not been decreasing more, very rapidly. So a lot of consumers did not like that news and ended up selling. And we saw an overall selling of the market as we saw yesterday. And but it seems like today, the market got over their little their little fit through a little temper tantrum, and now they're back in business, and with with these good numbers for the market, and stocks of the day. I think the stock of the day for me is Deck Decker's Outdoor Corporation. They are the parent company for Hoka and for UGG. You've definitely heard those two names before, and they just came out with a stellar earnings report. And they reported 15.11 EPS, and they're estimating 11.47. That's crazy. So there's a 31% increase, and they just made some solid proje- uh, projections for the next year. They they lifted their their fiscal year forecasts, and they even announced a new CEO. So uh, in August 1st, it'll be effective that Dave Powers, the the former CEO or current CEO, will retire from his role as CEO and. And their their CCO, their chief commercial officer, Stefano Carotti, is to become the new CEO. And so that's a good look. The investors are happy with with Deckers right now. And as you can see, the price shot up well past eight hundred. Right now, post market is trading at eight ten, eight hundred and ten dollars and fifty cents. And but it was all the way up to eight thirty, eight thirty five, I believe, and it skyrocketed. And this was one of the plays that I that I like to go into. When it comes to earnings reports, I like selling options. On I, I don't usually buy options. I'll usually buy puts to to risk mitigate them a little bit. So I did. I didn't buy a put on this one because I was pretty sure they were gonna beat the the earnings report. I was I was researching into it, and it was interesting that the Uggs were selling out come Christmas time. I thought that trend was dead, but I see all these girls walking around the the college campus with Uggs on. And Hoka's obviously there's a lot of reviews of people saying they feel like clouds on your feet. They give you little a little bounce to your step and people are loving the shoes and they actually acquired get this they they bought Hoka for 1.1 million I actually I don't remember when they they bought it uh, let me look this up real quick because uh, this is this is good stuff um, but they bought it for 1.1 million back in Let's see here. Yeah, in 2013. So Hoka was purchased on April 1st of 2013 by Deckers. 
and they they grew their sales from just a few million up to 1.3 billion i don't remember exactly what it was at but it's insane the growth that they've seen in in the hoka shoe that was a beautiful investment by decker brands and now now we can see the fruits of that labor and with a stock that's growing ever more 15 dollars per share or yeah 15 million per share eps is is quite impressive and they just keep surprising then the last earnings report they beat estimates by 53 percent so this the, the report was 6.82 and the estimate was 4.43 so they just dogged on that that estimate as well and they did it again this this quarter which is which is just very impressive so i'm impressed with decker and the the premiums for the options were beautiful too I think to sell a covered call, if it was at 570 and it was at 590, or the, the covered call for 590, the premium was around 23 to 2500 just to sell the covered call. So if you did that, you made 20 bucks on appreciation just from just from the call itself, and on top of the 2500 dollar premium just for selling this covered call, selling the rights for someone to assign you the those shares, or for you to give them those shares at 790. Which honestly, if you would have just bought the shares, it, it might have been a little better. It depends how how Decker performs tomorrow. I speculate that an increase in their price will occur. Obviously, especially with that good of an earnings report, it's it's quite impressive. And I will see it. We'll, we'll most likely see it rise tomorrow. And yeah, and you could even sold a deep in the money cover call at seven thirty five for around six thousand dollars, and you still would have made sixteen to two thousand dollars, like sixteen hundred to two thousand dollars like max profit and it would have had to drop all the way down to around 705 710 just for you to lose money which would have been over a 10% decrease which is that's a that is a fair play in my opinion and it is quite similar to selling just a, a put in the money but i i did the math on a few different uh, like uh, i think five different stocks and you actually make a little more money if you sell an in the money covered call rather than selling a put so i ran the numbers and so now from not here on out i always just run covered calls deep in the money instead of selling a put and it's just i like that a lot more and you make a little more a little bit more money i don't know if how many people know this or if there's a catch to it who knows i'm not sure but for now i'm just going to keep selling these covered calls and i like owning the shares of companies that i like too all right, so we'll, we look at this. Apple up 1.3%, Tesla 0.8%, Amazon up 2.63%. I think they're going up post-market as well. Yes, they're up 6% post-market. Uh, so they had uh, EPS of 1. The projected was 0.79. So they had a 25% increase in their EPS, and the investors are loving it. So it's up 6 point, 6% post-market, which is impressive. If we look down here, yeah, so they're yeah those are impressive numbers by amazon and google 0.6 percent coinbase up 5.5 percent if we look over at bitcoin so bitcoin's at forty three thousand, and so we did we did see an increase so right when the etf spot etfs came out there was a surge it went up to forty nine thousand, right but then we saw by the rumors of the news type is what people are saying where the stock immediately tanked down to what I believe was 38,000. It was around around that range. And a lot of people freaked out. They're like, "Well, well, it was just a rumor." Like, "Oh, there it was overhyped." But this happens. We I mean, we saw this coming. 
But what's even more impressive is just the influx of money going into those spot ETFs for Bitcoin. Billions of dollars, billions of dollars. People are people are investing in this because they know the long-term potential. For crypto, it's long-term. You can't be day trading crypto. I mean, you could, but that's not the most effective way, in my opinion, to play the crypto world. So coming up is the is the Bitcoin halving. So they're going to cut the ability to mine Bitcoin in half so you get half the supply. And we, sh well, historically speaking, the price of Bitcoin goes up dramatically during the year of the of the having. So starting in April, they're going to cut or they're going to have Bitcoin. And historically speaking, the price should go up if it's like with the same ratio as it was in the previous. And what was it in 2016 or uh, yeah, back in 2020, 2016, 2012, then it should go up to around 100K plus minimum. But we'll, we'll see what happens to Bitcoin if it's a similar reaction. Yes, historically speaking, it could perform like that, but nothing's certain, especially in the crypto world. And the thing with Bitcoin, when Bitcoin goes up, because the, the market cap on Bitcoin as a, or on crypto as a whole is still small, that all the other cryptos get affected by Bitcoin when it goes up and when it goes down. It's very evident. And But once crypto grows and there's more subsections of whatever it be because in the market we got utilities we got real estate we got those different sub subdivisions subsections of stuff to invest in once that happens for crypto as well and it's more defined then things will be less influenced by bitcoin for now i'm fine with it because the bitcoin having is coming up and um i would look into like the altcoins this is this is not financial advice whatsoever but just the altcoins have have a pretty solid potential of just skyrocketing where you could see 200%, 250% in Bitcoin. You could see 1,000%, 2,000% in the smaller coins that get affected by Bitcoin. You need to do your research and there, there's a lot of different ways to pick out cryptocurrencies that, are, that you believe are going up. There's a lot of different factors of the narrative, the product, what their purpose is, how useful they're going to be in 10 years. So there's a, there's a lot of things that you need to look into before investing in cryptocurrency. It's not as simple as just investing it in whatever you see fit. Like you need to do your research. It's not it's gambling if you don't do your research. So I would definitely look into that. And yeah, so there there's some other news, but... For the sake of time, we need to call it for day two of this podcast, and this is my second run at it. I still hope no one's listening to this. I'm still trying to find my voice. I'm still doing a little research. Later down the road, I do plan on providing better content for you guys. I plan on going into deeper research to provide clearer and more accurate information that's going to help you guys become more empowered investors. And yeah, regardless of age, I know I might be young but the info's out there for everyone. It's just a matter of who's going to go in deep into the weeds and, and find out. And I hope to regurgitate all that information, for, regurgitate that information for you guys so that you can make better decisions in the stock market and in the market in general. And I appreciate you guys for your time, for listening. And just before I finish, I'd like to just read off a a little disclaimer that this podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial investment or legal advice. The content provided is based on the host's personal opinions, which would be me, and experiences. Listeners are advised to conduct their own research and seek the advice of qualified professionals before making any investment decisions. The host and guests do not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information shared. 
and they are not responsible for any actions taken based on the content of this podcast. Investing involves risk. I mean, it's all risky, as Jim Rowan said, and past performance is not indicative of future results. The host and guests are not responsible for any losses or damages that may occur as a result of investments made after listening to this podcast. Once again, thanks guys for listening and let's make a good, let's yeah, go out there and take advantage of the market and let's go make some money.